Have you ever noticed that the more we focus on ourselves, the more miserable we become? But is it wrong to be concerned about self-improvement? Today, we're going to be talking about finding freedom from self-focus. Welcome, everyone, to the Dorinda Wilson Podcast. I'm Dorinda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to 10, and 28-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The 4-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, which is a devotional that I wrote specifically for homeschooling moms. I hope you'll check those three books out. If you haven't already, you can go to DorendaWilson.com. You can find all of them on Amazon as well. And you can find the four-hour school day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the places that I just mentioned. I also want to let you know that if you would like the free digital download of the devotional that accompanies the four-hour school day, all you have to do is sign up for my monthly email newsletter. So I'll leave a link in the show notes so that you can get to that very, very easily. And then lastly, I have a mentoring course. Uh, Some of you may have heard about it, but some of you may have not. And this is a series of videos that I did talking about what it looks like to take a simple, unhurried approach to homeschooling kindergarten through 12th grade. So I hope you will uh, check that out as well. Also, as we're kind of starting to think about next year's homeschooling plan, you might be considering a new math program. CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that make a multi, they take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Creative graphics and animation synchronized with the friendly voice of internationally acclaimed teacher Pat Murray makes learning math easy and effective. CTC is also favorably reviewed by Kathy Duffy's 103 Top Picks as well as the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review. The lessons are short and concise to help your child break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. Visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com to start your free trial today. All right, moms, we all long to live out our faith with daily joy, but so often that eludes us. Why is that? Well, more often than we realize, it's because we've absorbed messages that curve us in on ourselves. These messages have even crept into the church disguised as truth. We need to learn to discern uh, teaching that's toxic from that which is true and pure. Today, Lydia Brownback joins me to help us, um, help equip us with tools to identify the lies that come at us about where to find real life. So I'll tell you a little bit about her, Lydia Brownback has a master, is it a master of arts of religion? Yeah. How do you say that? It's a, it's a master of art and religion and in biblical studies. Yeah. Okay. From Western Westminster Theological Seminary. Yeah. She is the author of several books, including the Flourish Bible Study Series, Sing a New Song, and On-The-Go Devotionals for Women. And she is passionate about teaching God's word. Lydia, welcome. We're so grateful to have you here today. It's great to be here, Dorinda. Thanks for having me. Well, I was uh, telling Lydia a while ago um, that I ran across her book on the Canon Plus app, which I know many of you use. Um, it's got just tons of great resources. Um, they kind of filter things for you so you know you're getting good biblical teaching when you go to look at their um, choices. And there was a free audio version of uh, this book. And I thought, you know, I'm going to start listening to it. And I was just completely like, engulfed. And I just wanted to keep listening and listening. And pretty soon I found myself taking notes. And then I'm like, okay, I've got to get the printed copy of this book because it just so spoke to, um, I think, 
I think every woman's <laughs> struggle with just self-focus. You know, we live in a culture that's, it's just all around us and constantly encouraged. And it's a, a real uphill battle just trying to um, not do that. Well, at the same time, you know, we, we want to make sure we're taking care of ourselves and all that kind of thing. But the book was called Flourish. And so I would love to, for you to sort of start there and ask, um, tell us, what does it look like for women to actually flourish? I do think, Dorinda, it looks like joy, for one thing, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's, it's going beyond the ho-hum rhythms of living the Christian life that just becomes sort of rote. And we sit down with our Bible, we go about our daily routine, and we, we try to live a Christ-centered life. But it becomes uh, joyless at times, and mm-hmm. sometimes we can't put our finger quite on why. And mm-hmm. it, it's often because we have curved our focus inward, and we don't mean to. Mm-hmm. It is our mm-hmm. default as human beings. But then when we have uh, messages coming at us all the time from media, even even uh, media built as Christian media uh, that can can so subtly and sometimes not so subtly make mm-hmm. us the measure of our lives, our focus, that is what actually leads to joylessness, even though it's promising mm-hmm. to give us the happiness we long for. It, it, mm-hmm. it does the opposite. Um, so, so flourishing is actually having our gaze, the gaze of our hearts, upward and outward. That's mm-hmm. what true flourishing is all about. And I say mm-hmm. outward, and I mean I- to others, and upward, of course, starting upward on Jesus Christ. Right, right. And it's interesting because those of us who homeschool, we have our kids home with us all day and you think that that self-focus wouldn't be as much of a temptation, but I, I think it it really can be because we're doing something sort of out of the ordinary and counterculture where we're actually spending most every day with our kids. And, and it, there is a you know, some people would call that a sacrifice to be with our kids all day. But at this, and at the same time, we do, we get worn down. And I know that when I get worn down, I become incredibly self-focused. And so that balance, you know, of, you know, how do we, how do we walk out well, what God is using in our lives to sanctify us while, you know, not being overly concerned about self-improvement. Can you, can you kind of define that for us? Yeah, I think I want to mention something you, uh, talk about something you just mentioned there, which is moms, especially homeschooling moms, are, I can imagine how exhausting. I've not homeschooled. Uh, I don't have children, mm-hmm. but I know the women who do. Uh, mm-hmm. Exhaustion is a component of that. And mm-hmm. when you think about it, in that life, every waking hour is about serving other people. So, mm-hmm. so there comes a cry of the soul at some point that just aches for help, for some freedom, mm-hmm. for a, a little mm-hmm. bit of, of time just to catch your spiritual and emotional breath. You're just like, you, you, all mm-hmm. of it, you just need some, some breathing room. And so what happens is, unfortunately, some of the, some of the messages that come at us in those states of almost feeling some burnout is you need to mm-hmm. put yourself first. You have to take care of, you know, you have to just before you can love anyone else, you have to push them aside so you can focus on yourself. Well, the mm-hmm. truth is you you do need to be a steward of yourself and take mm-hmm. some time and whatever might be needed to safeguard your sanity, your spiritual sanity. And to, you can't love others well if you're driving yourself into the ground. So there's truth in that. Right. But, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the difference is when a message is godly, it's going to focus then on you're caring for yourself as 
an image bearer of God, as someone who is then going out to love him and others. And the joy Mm -hmm. comes from doing that. The false message pushes others aside. The true message Mm. basically enables us to love better. And it helps Mm. us. We we just, we don't take ourselves out of the equation. We don't take others out of the equation. We we love well by caring for ourselves. That's that self-stewardship is important to do. It's it's the mm-hmm. motive and, and the, the technique through which we go about that that can make it godly or ungodly. So the self-improvement that comes in, we we that's one of the wrong messages we hear all the time, that mm-hmm. people mistake self-improvement for discipleship because some mm-hmm. of what's coming in are God just wants to help you be a better you. God wants to help you right. with your task list, with your to be the best homeschooling mom you can and to be the best wife you can. And here's ways to improve yourself in these things. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's not true discipleship. True discipleship mm-hmm. is rooted in, in Jesus' definition of discipleship. It is about laying mm-hmm. down your life, but it's about, it's about loving him. It's about putting him first ahead of everything else. And then the fruit mm-hmm. of all the rest of it flows out of true discipleship, not self-improvement. Self-improvement mm-hmm. uh, can drive us into the ground and become legalism. Uh, there's, there's very little grace in it. And, and yet we hear that, that that's what God wants from us. No, we're called to die to self, not improve the self. And that's where true freedom mm-hmm. is found, is in recognizing the, the joy and the freedom that comes from letting go of the, the need, the, the message of self-improvement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think of that verse, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow him. And it, it goes against everything in our human nature to think that that would be a good thing. But when we do it, there is such freedom in that. And it's just that so many of us have been, um, I guess, misdiscipled in that way. Um, and this is where I think, you know, you mentioned before um, in taking care of ourselves, I, I, the verse that came to mind was um, to guard our hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the scripture says to guard our hearts above all because out of it flow the wellsprings of life. So everything we do flows out of our hearts. And so whatever we're doing to refresh, I love what you said, needs to be with a a motivation to then continue to serve and to love others and Mm -hmm. to love Christ. And instead of just a fulfillment of myself. Right. And that's, there's a big difference there, you know? And so I think that's where it gets confusing and can feel a little bit, um, like there's a big gray area, um, but I love the discernment that you're bringing to that. It's the motivation is just to be able to continue to serve. And, and it's, ca- it's uh, counterintuitive. If we have yes. an upward and outward heart set, mindset, uh, it, we actually find ourselves thriving, flourishing, mm-hmm. and having the joy mm-hmm. that's so elusive when we curve inward. I think when, right. we, when we are burning out, we're exhausted, we can panic. And, and mm-hmm. it's that feeling like if I don't do something, I'm going to fall apart. I'm going to have a breakdown. Right. I can't continue to homeschool. I can't continue to love my husband. I can't do these things. And it's that panic that says I can't. And, and that right. springs from the self-effort of trying too hard to improve yourself and not mm. resting in Christ, not, not looking at his word, which is how we guard our hearts and, right. and uh, marinating in scripture uh, sitting mm-hmm, under sound mm-hmm. teaching, and and that is how that safeguards us. But we can't we can't leave out the grace of God, which is what transforms us as we're in the Word, as we are seeking to 
be outward and upward. We are transformed and enabled to do what God has called us to do with joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm thinking about how he says that the work that he started, he will complete. It's his work that yeah. he's doing and we're yielding to that work. Exactly. And a lot of that work that's happening is happening uh, is happening through being a wife, through being a mom, through being a homeschooling mom. And so when we're understanding and we're aligning with those truths, yeah. um, suddenly there, I, I, I have found that there's just, I have the energy that I need to do what God put has put in front of me. And remembering that the work that we're doing is a good work and it's a, a work that has come from God. And he's not going to give us a work that he's not going to equip us to do, but it, 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 may look different than than what we expected because we're we've been so um you know influenced by the culture when it comes to like self improvement it's all about how to make yourself better you know all the life hacks and the three steps to this and the five steps to that and and at the end of the day it's really for believers it's about yielding it's yielding to him it is and i think when we get when we focus on self improvement one of the things that the bad fruit that can come from that is a perfectionist tendency, a spirit mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. of needing to be perfect. And I think I talk about in my book, uh, it, it, yeah. you know, with our children, it can come right down to uh, even how we birth our children. And I know moms yes. who have these very carefully constructed birth plans. And when they don't go right, when they can't control the uncontrollable, they feel like they've failed their child. They right. feel like they're not right. good moms. And they, they have set standards for themselves that God never sets. And mm-hmm. so we can confuse our self-improvement and suddenly think that's what what God wants for us. And whether it's right. how we birth our children or weighing a certain weight or or mm-hmm. what we we the standards have to be governed by God's word, not by mm-hmm. what our culture tells us or either or, mm-hmm. or even um, what we think our self-made standards are with with our homeschooling community or Mm -hmm. our church. Mm -hmm. And we uh, obviously we want to follow what our elders and and pastors guide and teach. If we're in a sound church Uh, at the same time, um, those things we, we follow others only to the degree that they follow scripture. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So what are some of the false promises of today's culture that are infiltrating the church? Because I think it's important to identify the lies, to just call them out for what they are. Um, It it gives us that discernment that we need. Yeah, I think think a big one is kind of along the lines of what we're talking about is that God is there. And if you give your life to him, he will help you be whatever you want to be and become whoever you want to become and to be all (laughs) you can be. Yes, be your (laughs) best self now. And has techniques to help you do that and memes out there on social media and and all Mm -hmm. the different techniques for how to be the best you can be. And that God is co-opted as as your helper, as your own personal life coach to help you be that. And it doesn't always come in that language, but it's there. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's called... Uh, one of these called moralistic therapeutic deism, and it, mm-hmm. that's a fancy term for for it, basically God sort of just sets us loose to go live the best life we can, and He's there for us to call on if we need a little extra help. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and I think this gets rooted in our hearts because today, so often the messages we hear, it's all about self esteem, and kids are told from a young age, "You can do anything, you can be anything." So of course. Right. We, we start to think, well, that must be what God wants for me too. 
And these these are very subtle false messages, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but they they just don't hold up to scripture. If you if you mm-hmm. write those false messages out on paper and then set them alongside what you're seeing in scripture, they just don't match. So if we try right. to to if we absorb those messages and and try to live them out, try to and, and our friends are doing the same, and we're trying to encourage one another along those lines. That this is the answer. This will help me to be a better mom. This will help me. Uh, with all uh, in every area of my life, we're going to just mm-hmm. fail again and again and again because it, mm-hmm. God didn't design us to live that way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's absolutely true, and it is everywhere. I mean, I have listened to you know messages from pastors that other people have sent me, and those were that was essentially the message you know that he was preaching, and I could not, I just couldn't finish listening to it. So this is not this is not biblical, but it's everywhere. It's literally everywhere, and so I think this is why it's so important to find a good biblical church. And I actually have a podcast on that, so I'll leave a link in the show notes um, how to find a biblical church. All right, you write in your book, Flourish. Um, you say this, self-analysis is good and right when we do it under the light of scripture. So how do we do that? Because we all know we need to be, you know, we need to be honest with ourselves. We need to let God reveal our hearts to us, you know. So what does that look like? Well, I think I think this self-analysis, <coughs> excuse me, self-analysis is, first of all, it isn't good when we look inside ourselves and let our feelings determine our well-being. And right. we say on a certain day, I'm feeling blue. So that must mean something's wrong in my life. And maybe I have to tweak this or change that or make some radical big change to my life. So mm-hmm. we, we do allow our emotions to govern our decisions. And it's supposed to be the other way around. It's supposed to be God's mm-hmm. word governs our thinking, which then in turn governs the emotions. In, instead, right. we let the emotions be the tail that wags the dog. So mm-hmm. our, our self-analysis today is so centered on how we feel. And yes. we need to just recognize that our feelings are, are cannot be what guides our, our thoughts. It has to be the other mm-hmm. way around. And so when the Apostle right. Paul writes, right. examine yourselves to see if you are in the faith. And so he does call us, the scripture does call us to examine ourselves. But right. uh, his, what does he say? To see if you are in the faith to see if you are walking mm-hmm. with the Lord. Are you following scripture? And in that sense, the self-examination we need, the self-analysis is, is to see, are we directed upward and not inward? So mm-hmm. that, that, mm-hmm. Is a, that is a good thing. Not, instead of analyzing what's going on inside of us, we need to analyze whether we are, are getting out of ourselves. That's really mm-hmm. the way to do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that could be a habit that can be really difficult to change. And so how does grace train us to change ungodly habits like that? You know, I think Titus uh, chapter two, verses 11 and 12 say, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age. So right there in that, in those beautiful two verses, we see the grace of God has come. It comes to God's people when we're saved. It, it, the grace itself, as we walk in Christ, as we live our lives in Christ, keeping in step with the Spirit, as Galatians tells us, as we mm-hmm. are, as we marinate in Scripture, as we sit under sound teaching, as we as we are, as you mentioned, it's vitally important to be part of a good church, a good solid mm-hmm. church. Um, in the in these ways, we are training ourselves. Um, the, the grace is training us as we make use of these means of grace. Um, and, mm-hmm. and what does it train us to do? To renounce, it says, ungodliness and worldly passions. And one of the things 
we don't recognize that these worldly passions are the messages that curve us in on ourselves. That is a worldly mm-hmm. passion. Our mm-hmm. self-centeredness is a worldly passion. Right. So it trains us to renounce that. And instead, the flip side is self-control, upright, and godly lives. And, mm-hmm. and, and that, is, that is it right there. It's, it trains us mm-hmm. against the, that passion of self-centeredness mm-hmm. as we keep mm-hmm. in step with the Spirit walking in Christ. Mm. That's so good. And you know, one of the words that you used in your book that um, I really appreciated because our pastor has mentioned it before and I've actually had discussions with him about it is this idea of morbid introspection. Mm -hmm. And it's, I tend to be someone who does that, who just like looks and it's again, it's that curving inside and I totally get that. Um, But I was talking with our pastor about specifically about confession because I was struggling with um, just you know, on a daily basis, I was like, what is confession? What does that look like on a daily basis? And he just said some things that were so good. He, he said, uh, because in that process of, of confessing, I know that I found myself like doing this really deep self-analysis and then turning it into morbid introspection and then just being completely depressed. <laughs> See, yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah. and then, which is the opposite of what you're describing. And so a couple of the things that he pointed out that I thought were so good, he said, you know, the confession is you're asking God, you know, you, you, you're, you're asking God to, you know, forgive anything that you, you know, did that you shouldn't have, you know, didn't do that you should have, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, what does David say? Um, Forgive my hidden faults, keep me also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. So, but then he also said, and ask God to reveal your heart to you. He goes, and then stop and let him do the revealing. <laughs> That's well said. That's and beautifully said. That, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it was just so key for me to just go, okay, God, I trust you to reveal and if nothing comes up, then I'm just going to move forward in joy. And then he said, you know, when things do come up, you just, you confess them. But your confession is basically, um, is actually cause to rejoice. So when we confess our sins, he said, we are also confessing our victory. And when we confess our sins, we're confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord. And these are all beautiful, wonderful things. And our sins are removed as far as the East from the West. So ultimately, it should be a cause for celebration. And so that was just a whole different perspective for me. And I just loved it. That's so beautifully described and and the way that's worked out. And it is exactly what we're talking about. The Mm morbid introspection, that curving inward, we get stuck there. It's what you Mm -hmm. just described is the process of getting out of ourselves and going upward. And that's the fruit of it. It's the fruit of yes. it is, is that freedom, the forgiveness, the knowing we're forgiven. It, it's mm-hmm. knowing where we are with the Lord Jesus. And, and that is freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And just rejoicing in that because every day I, I often remind myself, you know, Lord, I, I can wake up every day and I don't have to bear the sins of yesterday or the day before or the day before that. You know, if I weren't a believer, I would be carrying these things, but instead oh. I'm free from mm-hmm. these things. And yes. what a relief and what a blessing. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, well, you say that many of our choices are governed by the question, what will people think of me? This is huge. I hear this from moms a lot. So how can we battle that temptation? It's really, I mean, to me, I see it as just fear of man versus fear of God. Um, it is. It's fear of man. And I think about what Proverbs mm-hmm. says, um, the fear of man brings a snare. And I like there's a mm-hmm. contrast in that verse, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Yes. So mm-hmm. that, is the, that is the antithesis. If we want to not worry what people think of us, we trust the Lord. If we're, the more right. we're trusting in the Lord, the less we're going to be concerned or shaping our view of ourselves 
or mm-hmm. by what other people's view of us is. We have an audience of one, <coughs> excuse mm-hmm. me, primarily. It's one person. So no matter who else is seeing us, it ultimately doesn't matter what their opinion is. And I'm not talking about mm-hmm. if we're in, in egregious sin, well, that we right. need people to point that out. And they should sure, be thinking sure. of us a certain way and pointing it out. But but Absolutely. It's, it's, it's the mother thing. It's it's moms I see wondering if their if their schooling is as good as other moms and if they're right, right down to the birth plan and like what the children do for summer vacation what the kids are wearing and it, there's so much of this mother comparison that goes on that i i just see mm-hmm. moms wanting to be the best moms they can and they measure their mothering against like how well they're doing against every other mom and then they worry what those moms think of them and they worry what right. they think of themselves. And I I, th- I do think I see it among mothers more than any other demographic. Yeah, 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 I agree. I think it's it's just such a temptation from, we all want to be good moms. I mean, we love our kids. We love our husbands. We want to do the very best at what we're doing. Um, but there's not, you know, the measuring stick. I think that's the big thing. Like, what is the measuring stick at the end of the day? Is it, yeah. is it what other people think? Is it what God thinks? And, and the only way we're going to know what God thinks is by being in his word and, and, you know, asking him, Lord, you know, to lead us. And, um, okay. So what are some ways that even seemingly good choices like healthy eating can lead to self-indulgence? And this is, this can be a really tempting one. I know because I care about health and, but there's just a point at which like, okay, like this is too much. Isn't it true? That. You know, and that's what a chapter in the Flourish book is, is being set free from self-indulgence. And I think about mm-hmm. what Paul wrote to Timothy and said, she who is self-indulgent is dead even while she lives. Mm-hmm. So if we mm-hmm. escape stress and anxiety um, by indulging ourselves in something as a, a quick mm-hmm. fix escape that's right there, and whether it's a chocolate bar or buying something online, we can, we, it's not the thing itself. The chocolate bar isn't bad. It's the motive for doing it. So I think that we right. can, we, so, so we can, there's celebratory indulgence, which is enjoying God's good gift of a chocolate bar, but then there mm-hmm. is using it to get away from stress, which is self-indulgent. So, right. um, it, but when we have even things like healthy eating can become that way, when, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think today about there's just so much gluten-free everywhere. And I think some of that comes from the fact that we know a lot more than we used to about uh, the, right. the problems with gluten and um, our, mm-hmm. so much has changed and there are celiac disease and other things. But I had a great example of this uh, a few years ago with some young, a couple of young women uh, who came to my home a, a couple of weeks apart. And one, uh, I'd invited for dinner and two hours before she was arriving, she said, called and told me, well, this week I'm eating only vegetables and they have to be steamed with nothing on them. And I had planned like a a pretty, you know, I planned dinner. And uh, so I remember just thinking, (laughs) well, we'll go out, you know, we'll get takeout. I'm not gonna, you know, so, and then compare that to the woman who came two weeks later, who slipped in and came into the kitchen and pulled me aside and said, I have celiac. I can't have any gluten. I've brought my own food and I will just slip it on my plate right here. So I don't want to draw attention to it or put you out in any way. So to me, that was such a contrast with, with people Mm -hmm. wanting to be healthy with their eating. Don't Mm -hmm. realize sometimes that they're putting a lot of other people out with the demands for certain things. And, and that can become, talk about self-involved and, you know, but you think you're doing a great thing and setting a great example when, when, um, in reality, it's not even just things like that. It's, it's in our desire to be healthy. Um, I was convicted of my own refusal at times to eat a a good gift of, 
uh, uh, someone would pass a plate of cookies that she'd carefully baked with joy and love. And I would refuse to eat one uh, because I didn't want it, the calories and that would hurt her feelings. So I, I just think we have to keep love in mind. Yeah, I agree. I think you you answered that question really well. So what does it mean to make our emotions the measure of our well-being? Well, um, that is, I think we touched on this a few minutes ago where we do, we do, mm-hmm. people make all kinds of radical life changes depending on how they feel. Uh, if they feel in love, right, everything's great. Say they don't feel in love with their husband anymore. They suddenly think maybe they're married to the wrong person. We see so many divorces justified by right. someone doesn't feel in love anymore. And uh, so that's, we're talking mm-hmm. about how, and we live in a culture that makes feelings the center of everything. So, so if we allow right. that to be our focus, if we if we look at our lives and assess how well they're doing based on how we feel, we're being very unwise and we're not going to have an accurate reading as to the, as to the well-being of our lives. Again, like right. everything else we're saying, scripture is our plumb line. That is the measure of where our lives are, mm-hmm. not our feelings. Mm-hmm. So we need to, I think it's mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. good practice to recognize that tendency and to then become aware of, say, this is just an emotion. How does it line up with scripture? And and what thoughts am I believing that are influencing these emotions? So right. it's what we take in and choose to believe mm-hmm. in any given moment that's going to influence our feelings. Are we believing the truth about God, that he's good and that he's powerful and that he's loving? Mm-hmm. Are we believing the truths of scripture? Because if we're believing them, those are that is going to influence our emotions in the right way. So. Absolutely. And so it's basically replacing our own well, not replacing, but aligning, like orienting ourselves towards uh, just under his, yes, his exactly. truth. And I think that's, that's you know, that's just such a, an ongoing battle. And I think that one thing that has really helped me, um, you know, with a lot of kids at home and, and that kind of thing over the years was just when I found myself with a pause, like maybe I'm doing some dishes or maybe I'm folding some laundry to stop and just, you know, pause in my own heart and just ask the Lord, you know, how, you know, is there anything that I'm thinking right now or believing that isn't true? Cause we can just easily find our minds going places that they shouldn't go. And, um, and I think that's just, it can be such a good practice to help us uh, keep from going down roads that we shouldn't without realizing that we are. The other one for me is stress. You know, just when I start to feel stress in my body, typically it's because my thinking is out of line. It's not, you know, there's a peace that comes with being oriented towards the Lord and the truth of his word. And when that, for some reason has gotten thrown off, which it can very easily happen, um, that can be that little red flag. You know, we start to feel that stress and that pressure to just, to just stop and think, okay, Lord, show me, is there something I'm thinking about that isn't right? Something I'm believing right now Mm -hmm. that isn't right. And so, uh, just those, those simple little daily practices can just be so helpful. All right. So how can we learn uh, to be discerning in what we read and the activities we choose so that we're more focused on Christ and less on ourselves? Again, this is about, you know, just maybe some good, simple practices. You know, I think, I think one of them is uh, not everything labeled Christian is Christian. You know, we, we've talked about using scripture as our plumb right. line for everything. Also, there are mm-hmm. reputable organizations and websites, and, and I think we need to have in our lives some trusted people people whose walk with God we trust, who mm-hmm. are exposed, who know what's out there and what's good, that we can bounce these things, the content right. off of. And uh, again, mm-hmm. this goes back to the mm-hmm. importance of mm-hmm. having a sound church. 
um, with people we can that can shepherd us and guide us in these things. And right. uh, so, mm-hmm. um, just recognizing, I think that not everything labeled Christian is is really biblically Christian. So that's that's uh, scriptures right. are plumb line for everything. So any anything out there that does make mm-hmm. drive us inward is something we want to guard against. So. I think our goal mm. is to become spiritually intelligent women. This is one of the ways we do. We have a checklist mm. for that. We, you know, we say, just, we create a checklist. Mm-hmm. Does this fit? Is this Christ centered? Is it biblically sound? Um, who's endorsed it? Uh, who, you know, um, mm-hmm. there's little tells along the way. Who's published it? I mean, there's, there's just, who's right. putting this out there? There are reputation right. is key. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's, a, that's a helpful, not key, but it's a mm-hmm. helpful tool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Yes. It so really educating is. ourselves about that. And I feel like over the, yes. And I feel like over the last few years, um, it's really my group of people that I listen to has narrowed <laughs> a lot <laughs> just because there's been so much to process and work through, you know, uh, when we went through, you know, COVID and all that and churches were shutting down and all these different things were going on. It was, it was uh, kind of almost like a little bit of a separation of wheat and chaff. And we saw different pastors and leaders going one direction and others going another direction. And it was just, it was quite interesting to, to watch and see who came out on the other side and what their stance yes. ended up um, actually being. So one final question in today's very me-centered culture, finding personal happiness often seems like the ultimate ultimate goal. And so the question is, is there anything wrong with seeking happiness? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think it all depends on what we mean by happiness. Mm-hmm. And I, I think God, I mean, this, right. he's designed us to want that. He's wired us to want that. Mm-hmm. But but how do we define mm-hmm. that? Is it getting everything we want in this life? Mm-hmm. Is it having an easy, comfortable mm-hmm. American life? Uh, is it having the, you know, the husband and the four kids and the golden doodle, you know, is how are we defining happiness? Mm-hmm. If it's, so that's it. So if we are right. saying ha- happiness is living a Christ centered life and whatever he brings into my life is meant for my good and for the good of others, uh, mm-hmm. then no, there's something wrong with seek. That is a good thing to seek. If we are seeking it in terms of mm-hmm. what this mm-hmm. world offers, then it's a waste of our, mm-hmm. it's a waste of life. So there's nothing wrong with seeking happiness. It's right. where we're seeking right. it. Mm-hmm. Right. So good. So good. Well, this is great. I appreciate you being here with us today. And I'd love for you to just quickly share how moms can connect with you. And we'll include that in the show oh, notes as great. well. Um, my, you can find me at my website, which is LydiaBrownback.com. And there's a, a page on there, a way to reach out and get in touch. Love to hear from you. Love to hear from anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so great. Yes. Awesome. Wonderful. Okay. Well, if you'll just, if you wouldn't mind closing real quickly in a word of prayer, we would appreciate it. Lord, thank you so much for this conversation with Dorinda today. We thank you for all those who are listening. And um, we pray that you would encourage mothers who are at home and maybe tired, Mm -hmm. maybe feeling a little burnout as the Mm -hmm. um, seasons um, of the year pass. And Lord, we ask that you would encourage Mm -hmm. their hearts, that you would help them to be excited about getting out of themselves, give them the spiritual intelligence that they Mm -hmm. long for, that they are seeking and craving and Mm -hmm. and Lord drive them toward to recognize and see biblically sound resources and uh, to find Mm -hmm. ways that are, they're going to thrive, flourish and know great joy in you in Jesus name. Amen. Mm -hmm. 
And lastly, moms, I have a quick resource you may want to check out. Um, Classical Conversations equips parents with a proven curriculum and support from a local community of homeschool families, all walking the same path together. You're their first teacher, be their best teacher. Learn how to make homeschooling doable at classicalconversations.com slash Dorenda. That's classicalconversations.com slash Dorenda. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Have a great day. 